Hey, you. Yeah, you. The guy that had the Tamagotchi in the drawer for seven years. Yeah, it's starving. I hope you're happy with yourself. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 280 for the week of Wednesday, 5 July, 2017. This is episodes being brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff, Davy Boy's Toys, and ActionFigureBlues.com. I'm John. And I'm Scott. Tonight, our toys of the week are the Vinnie Mates Robbie the Robot, the Playmates Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Karai, and the DC Collectibles Bombshells Aquaman Statue. John, old buddy, old pal. Yo. How are ya? I'm I'm well. I'm well. It's summer here. It's warm. Mm-hmm. It's rainy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, from memory, the last time that we talked was in person. Um, is that true? Yeah, because uh, I recorded a segment for the last time I was on. So yeah, you did. That is true. I know. Yeah. We actually got to meet. It was so awesome. Yeah, it was cool. It was very weird. And we didn't talk about toys hardly at all, so nope. <laughs> which was surprising, but that's okay. Yeah. I think that's I, I find that always to be the case because when you kind of meet up with people that you've known, you know, like online or whatever in the collectibles world, and there's other stuff to talk about when you're together, and um, you know, it's it's good, it's good. It was awesome. Thank you for making the time to come and meet oh, me totally. in my humble hometown. Totally my pleasure. Totally. It was fun. I would do it again. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I have a parent left. Um, oh. So, but and I have to visit him now regularly because he's on his own. So, um, oh, yeah. I'm sure that will provide an excuse. You never know. I might bring the Wonder Pups with me next time. You just never oh, know. Oh, that would be awesome. Yay. How are they, the Wonder Pups? Uh, good. Good. They 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 made some kind of peace pact with the rabbits in the backyard, so oh. life life's good. So what like they just don't bother each other or No, apparently you can chase a rabbit for four feet and that's you know, enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's like a keeping up appearances pact. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, got it. Yeah, the rabbits and, don't even move when they go out now. Oh, that's funny. Animals. They just sit in the yard. Yeah. When they get used to you, you know, with our swooping magpies here in Australia, um, that like we had magpies in our backyard when we lived in Canberra, and they would not bother us at all. They only swoop when they've got babies in the nest, and it's a protective mm. instinct thing. But we had magpies that had babies in a nest in one of our trees every year, and once they got to know us, they never bothered us a bit. It was very funny. You ever wonder what they call you? You know, the fat guy. That's what. I, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Oh! In my case, it's the the fat bald guy. <laughs> the fat bald short guy. Easy. <laughs> well, hello. We, when when we met, the first thing they said to me was, "You're tall," and you're taller fat. than you sound. <laughs> 
Well, I knew Ben was tall. I just you're taller yeah. than you sound. I am taller than I sound. Well, you know, I, like I, my my voice is still waiting to hit puberty. Um, um you know, people. Not so much anymore, but, like, I have had people kind of say, oh, is your husband home on the phone or can I talk to your mother kind of thing. Can you use it wow. to your advantage sometimes? I know. Yeah. Thankfully, I've got good self-esteem. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> You're just a happy person, and I don't think a happy people is being tall, so, you know. <laughs> wow. You just always think a happy people is being, you know, something you can pick up and squish. <laughs> There's something kind of deep and philosophical about that. Like, you know, why why can't ha- tall people be happy? They can be happy. You just you always sound happy. You know, I sound happy and small. Yeah, like not small sized. Just, like yeah, okay. You know, like a, like a pop vinyl. Oh, okay. It's kind of squished and yeah, yeah. Happy and cute. You know. No, I get that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, just before this gets any weirder, um, we have John and I here in person, and uh, we also have been contributing a Choi of the Week to this week's Roundup, um, but John is going to be the first cab off the rank, as they say. <gasps> Surprise! I don't say that. Oh, why? Does that mean I something? I have no idea. I don't know what it means. I, I can't tell you. You don't know what no idea. Fir- first cab off the rank means? No. That's not an Australian thing. Because cab, like, really? we don't even, yeah, could we say taxi, not cab? Like, you know, so you, you know, you say like a taxi rank, a cab rank. Oh. Uh, uh, I've cab. taken, I've taken like two taxis in my entire life, so. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. Uh. Okay. So when, when taxis congregate, when a boy taxi loves a girl taxi, you know, when, when taxis, you know, line up, they call that a cab rank or a taxi rank. And so. I did not know that. I learned something so, today. The the expression first cab off the rank means that you know so that that's how they avoid um, taxi fighting basically is like well you were here first so you get the first passenger and everyone progresses up so first cab off the rank is the first cab the cab at the front huh I thought thought maybe it was a cricket term or something so <laughs> I'm quite sure that's not an Australian thing um, oh. now you're gonna make me Google first cab off the rank. Definition and meaning. Oh, my goodness. It's Australian informal. Huh. What? I feel, I feel slightly better now. That's hilarious. Well, there you go. Huh. You know, I've been here so long, I don't know what's American and what's Australian anymore. Like, there's things that people or bands or that sort of thing, and you're like, oh, surely that's, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but I never have known, like, <laughs> you know, like like ACDC. I always thought they were American for the longest time. Oh, me too. Yeah, until I came here and you I know. was like, what? Yeah, so I understand that. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Well, there you go. I learned something as well. Well, I always learn stuff from this banter, so that's always okay. good. <laughs> it's good to be here. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's continue our education, and you can educate me about things uh, with your Choy of the Week coming up next. Impossible. The Hall of Justice under attack. Batman behind bars. New from Kenner's Superpowers Collection. Hall of Justice playset. Some assembly required. Vehicles and figures sold separately. Well, we review toys. It's kind of the thing that we do. And I love it when John reviews toys because John collects different things from what I do and he explains them in interesting and amusing ways. So, John, do that thing. 
you know, you guys kind of know that I have a, a little bit of a vintage bent, I think, compared to a lot of, like, say, Addy. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. um, yeah. recently, I, I for some reason, I was thinking about the back in, or back in space, the lost in space robot. The back in space. Um, I yeah, love the that back show. In, <laughs> you know, with the with the flux capacitor and the mm-hmm. sliding saucer, and, yeah, yeah, my um, favorite. No, I was thinking of the Lost in Space robot, the one from the TV show, not the movie. Um, and and I just was like, you know what, I need to see because I, I thought there was a mini mate. So I said, oh well, I'm going to go see if there's a mini mate. So I went over to Luke's toy store, and I was like looking through all the mini mates, and I clicked on a category called Vinny Mates, and I knew what these were, but um, they're kind of the mini mates pop vinyls so a lot of times the like they've got fox Mulder, and he looks kind of you know that that style that the uh lego characters have in in the um like animation where they're kind of uh-huh. moving you know but they still look like lego characters the the vinnie mates are normally sculpted like that they're kind of in motion but they're kind of got a mini mates look but they're more the size of a pop vinyl um and i couldn't oh, okay. find the you know, I couldn't find the B9 robot, which is the robot from Lost in Space, but I found um, Robbie the robot. Yay. And what if you're if you're not familiar, Robbie the robot was in a movie called Forbidden Planet in 1957. And I'm sure I have seen it, um, but I don't really remember it. And I don't remember him from that because um, he turned up in a lot of other stuff. He turned up in Lost in Space. And actually, his designer is the same guy that designed the Lost in Space robot. So um, if you're not familiar with Robbie, he's the the black robot. Um, he's got a kind of like a – not the same body as the Lost in Space robot. He's got like a big clear oval dome, we'll say. Okay. Maybe. And then um, he has like a grid in the front that lights up when he talks. And he, he, he actually turned up um, that costume in a couple of different TV shows. I think he was on Mork and Mindy and, and a couple other places. So um, you, you probably have seen him somewhere um, and not realized maybe what he was from originally being being Forbidden Planet. But uh, I, I love these early robots just because they they look like they could be real robots, you know. They don't look like your C-3PO's where it's just a human. And, uh, you know, they kind of got an industrial look, something you would actually take on, say, space exploration or whatever. So um, anyway, um, fast forward, there's actually a slight problem with my order. And I have to say that uh, Luke over at Luke's Toy Store, he really took care of me and uh, made things right and quickly. And I, I really have no complaints. So I, I always like to give a shout out when, when people do, you know, good stuff. So uh, Thanks for taking care of me on that. Uh, packaging an almost a uh, pop vinyl type box has a little window on the front, but the the outside of the box is all like uh, artwork from the film poster. So it's got like a painted vintage sci-fi movie look to it. Um, and you pop it open and uh, Robbie's in there. And this, uh, you know, compared to like the stylized look that some of the other, uh, say, pop vinyls have or... Um, some of the Vinny mates have, he doesn't look like a, like a mini mate. He looks like a little four inch version of this robot. Now he's been stylized some, but, um, you know, he's got the, the looks like retracting arms with the, the, the hand, you know, the claw groupie hands out in front of him. So, um, 
you know, it's kind of kind of neat because he looks more like he should. And recently, it's kind of ironic. Recently, uh, Mrs. Nerd had gotten me a Dalek pop vinyl. And out of all the pop vinyls, that Dalek looks pretty much like a Dalek. It's not really stylized a whole lot. So putting him next to that looks pretty cool. So I think I'm going to start a little little robot looking, you know, kitschy yeah. robot collection. So, um, neat thing. Uh, Robbie's obviously known for his big clear dome. So, uh, he has it here. There's some little silver antennae attached to the top, but underneath the dome is like some switches and eyes and stuff. And they're all, they're all painted underneath. And then the dome's applied and it's really secure. You know, it doesn't pop off. Um, and then it's got some other little silver antennas on the top, but it, it's, it's, it's clear. It's very solid. It's not, it doesn't feel like one of those real thin, almost, you know, like gumball machine plastic. It, it, it feels like it's got some weight to it. Um, but it's what really well secured. Now the downside to all this is unlike a pop vinyl, uh, Vinny has no, or Vinny, uh, Robbie has no articulation points at all. So oh. I was hoping maybe the, the, the claws or something would turn, but, but he's actually one big solid piece. So, um, if you were hoping to turn his head or something, it's, it's, it's not there. But are, are uh, all of any mates like that? You know, um, I have another one, and I'm not going to say what it is because I think I'm going to review it at some point too. Uh, but it actually says on the package the head turns, so I, I don't know. I almost bought the alien one recently, but I didn't. I, I, and I don't I know need why. To know because I'm kind of looking at some of these and going, <laughs> "Oh, they could be cool," but if they're not articulated, then I'm not quite as excited about them. Well, they're not bobbleheads, though. Well, this is true. This is true. So, how do they scale in comparison to a mini mate? Um. Well, they're like like Robbie's actually taller. I've got a, a pop vinyl of uh, Liv from iZombie standing next to him on my desk right now, and and he's just about oh half an inch taller than her, maybe an inch taller than her. So they they are quite. A, they are like pop vinyl size and the box is about pop vinyl size. So okay. they are, they are really now he's probably, he might be taller than the human ones. I don't know. So, okay. cause he's a robot and he's tall. I understand. Cause he's not, he, he's not happy. So no, <laughs> would you be? no, well, he's exploring space. So I'm sure he's happy somewhat. Sure. Okay. Um, paint wise. I mean, I probably should mention that the, the paint's all real good. Everything underneath the dome looks good. Um, the little buttons on the front of him and he's got a really cool black finish. And I don't know if it's just texture and then molded or if he's actually got like a little sparkle in him, but, um, he, it, it's just a really nice, a nice finish that looks, you know, like an industrial black, you know, that kind of matte metal look to it. The, the silver all looks real good. Um, I really have no complaints on the color. Uh, the sculpt, you know, like I said, he doesn't have that that mini mate stylization. He would almost fit with a three and three quarter inch figure collection, and and you probably wouldn't even notice that that he's not. Oh wow! You know, uh, just just because of the style, you know. I mean, that's that's what he looks like. He's got that bulbous kind of bulky robot look. So. Um, I, I don't think you would notice that he's a stylized figure in the middle of that type of collection. So, um, 
kind of neat that way. Uh, the only thing, like I said, that's kind of disappointing is, is he doesn't have any articulation at all. So, is he uh, cast in that black color or I, painted? I, then that's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know if he has like a wash over him or not, because like I said, he's got just a little bit of shine to him, and I don't know if they achieve that somehow in the mold and finishing it, or if they they managed if they painted him. I just I can't tell. I'm assuming he's he's cast in that color. I'm looking at the bottom of his feet and they look different, but they're, they might just be finished different. So I'm not real too sure, you know, you'd probably have to be somebody like Ben to really know for sure. So I I don't know. I mean, I could take a knife to him and try and scrape him off, but I'm not going to do that for you. So I'm sorry. No, that that's totally okay. Certainly not expected. (laughs) There's actually a uh, SDCC version of this coming, and he comes with like a ray gun uh, this year. So I know I know Luke's got that up for pre-order, but not my. Uh, I, I I've never pictured him with a ray gun kind of thing. So yeah, I, enough, I was yeah. I was like, no, nah, I don't need that version. So fair um, enough. Yeah. No. Overall, I'm I'm happy, and I'm gonna go. Eh, nine out of ten dollars. Very good. I'm going to try really hard not to get interested in these because I've been looking on the uh, Luke's site and seeing they've got Watchmen, Vinnie Mates, and uh, Justice League Vinnie Mates, and oh, just I don't need to be collecting another thing, please. The the Batman's real tempting. I I was very tempted by one of the Batman ones. Yeah. And like I said, uh, Toys R Us actually carries them here. Um, okay. Some of them. Uh, so occasionally you'll see them. Uh, I think they had maybe one of the Ghostbuster ones. They had a bunch of the Alien ones the other day when I was there. So cool. But yeah, very good. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much uh, for that. Thanks for introducing me to something new. And we will take a short break. And then Ben is going to tempt your ears with tantalizing tales of new choice. Anyone for turtle soup? Oh no! Raphael's in the clutches of the evil foot flesh-o-matic torture machine! Will the turtle cycle make it in time? Will Raphael be destroyed by the retro-mutagen ooze? I don't know. What a shot! The double-barreled plunger gun saves the day again! And with their retro catapult, the turtles are giving the foot some of their own medicine! Anyone remember where we parked? From Playmate! Greetings, valued listeners. Ben, a.k.a. Fish Milkshake here, coming at you with another Action Figure Blues Toy of the Week review. And for this episode, I am stepping back into the world of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and specifically the four-inch line from Playmates. This is, of course, the uh, sort of, you know, lower-end line that is accompanying the current cartoon showing on Nickelodeon. Uh, I haven't talked about this line for a while. Uh, I'm not quite all in on this one. I've only been collecting, obviously, the quartet of turtles and the villains so more recently we've had a lot of variations of the turtles with the space versions and dimension hopping and tongue popping and all that sort of thing so I've been staying away from those guys and only sort of picking up the I guess uh, universe building type figures so I was very uh, pleasantly surprised to come across the new version of Karai 
Now, Karai is billed, well, according to the packaging for this figure, as the Tanto Swordmaster, which is a, a bit of an odd one. But anyway, um, Karai is, of course, the, well, hmm, this is where things get complicated. She is the daughter of uh, Splinter in pre-transmuted rat format, uh, but was actually raised thinking that she was the daughter of Shredder. So to say she's confused and angry is an understatement, and uh, she's actually a really good addition to the show. Now, Karai had a figure much earlier on in the series, but uh, unfortunately for us collectors, it was actually uh, based on her appearance after being transformed through the mutagen into this uh, kind of a snake-like creature, uh, whereby she she became even more aggressive and unpleasant, and uh, the figure kind of reflected that. And it was a bit of a downer because, um, you know, Karai has some great episodes where she's in her non-transmuted uh, shape, and it was a bit of a shame that we didn't actually get that figure off the bat. But Playmates, ever ready to continue cranking out the figures, have given us a humanoid Karai, which is the one I'm looking at tonight. So official name is Karai Tanto Swordmaster. Uh, so this is, of course, from Playmates in their four-inch line. Uh, I picked this up a couple of weeks ago after finally sort of finding one in the uh, in the wild, on the pegs, so to speak. Uh, she'll set you back about 10 US dollars. She's not real big. She's about the same size as one of the turtles, so around that sort of 10 cent meter bark which sort of fits her in quite well with the the four inch line now in terms of packaging uh, i think playmates have actually done a good thing here and they've kept the packaging pretty consistent from day one uh it's very loud it's very bright it's very obvious what it is the turtles are really obvious um one little trick that I've actually noticed when looking through the pegs is if you can see a card that actually has all four turtles up in the top right corner, it actually means it's not one of the turtles. It actually means it's one of the supporting characters, which actually makes it really easy when you're looking through pegs and pegs of these things. So, um, yeah, really nice sort of graphics, really obvious, a lot of fun, especially for kids. Uh, nothing's really changed much. It is a, a blister uh, pack on the card, so it is not collector-friendly at all. You've got to rip that sucker open, but then you've got a, a nice little tray that slots in and holds the figure in place quite well just the one twist tie for her and uh, that was pretty easy to actually undo um, what I really like about this with playmates they go all out on the back not only do you get a really nice bio that tells you all about the character but of course you get to see the other figures that are currently available something that we used to take for granted but we actually don't get much anymore this one shows lots and lots of figures we're looking at probably close to oh maybe 30 figures on the back uh, showing you sort of going back oh about four or five waves actually which is really cool uh, often I'm not sure which one comes out in which wave I don't tend to pay much attention I just come across them on the shelf and think oh I haven't got that one so it's fun to sort of turn over and see who else might actually be out and about and I can see that uh, Armagon is actually uh, around as well he's the shark dude so I'll be keeping an eye for that one so um, nice stuff I think playmates are doing well keeping these consistent because when you see racks and racks of these things on the pegs they really stand out you don't actually have to go looking too hard in the bricks and mortar stores so moving on from packaging and in terms of sculpt um, I think you know it's pretty obvious what we've got here she's not too bad at all um, you really have to keep the price point in mind with this one so she's in her sort of ninja armored gear She's got sort of sculpted hair that shows the separation of the hair strands, which is nice. Uh, the armor, particularly the sort of chest plate, has some nice work done on it to sort of show that uh, that layering. The sash around her waist sort of has a little bit of drapery in it. But overall, it's uh, not particularly that exciting. But look, it's a, it's a good representation of uh, the figure as she appears, oh, sorry, the character as she appears in the show. Uh, there's certainly no disputing, you know, who she is. She, she looks quite good. And I think most of uh, the elements of her 
her costume have actually been captured quite well. Now, she's actually quite skinny. She's quite a, a small girl. So we're talking a four-inch figure here. So it's really not a lot of plastic here. She's uh, a fraction of the, the size of any of your six-inch figures. Um, she really is quite spindly, particularly in the biceps and uh, around the wrists, which are just absolutely tiny. Absolutely tiny, so uh, got to keep an eye out. And so all her accessories are actually tiny as well. So not really much to complain about with a sculpt. I think maybe there's a, a I don't know, a, a little bit of definition missing uh, in the face, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but anyway, it's better than the paint. Which, speaking of, let's move on. Uh, paint, really not much going on here. Uh, this is probably the biggest letdown of the line. They obviously save the, the paint apps for the main characters. And I think Karai has actually missed out on that. So the majority of this figure is actually cast in plastic and left that way. So uh, her legs and torso uh, are all sculpted in black plastic. And then the relevant sort of silvery metal parts of her uh, her armor are just painted with a metallic silver so beyond that there's really not a lot of paint apps at all on this figure her sash uh, around her waist has been done in purple the hilt of her sword has been done in kind of like a, an almost a red color and then there's some touches on her face she actually has two-tone hair black and blonde and the uh, hair has been sculpted in black and then painted with the sort of yellow color at the back which eh, has had a bit of a hmm, you know mixed effect they've tried to paint over the little bit of plastic flashing which is where the head obviously attaches to the injection mold and instead of having that trimmed off it gives you a bit of an idea of just how cheap this line is because they haven't even bothered to trim it off they've tried to paint over it as well and that's kind of obvious so a little bit sad um, probably disappointing most disappointing part of the painting for me is they've been painting those silver highlights as I mentioned and somebody has completely missed with the brush and put a big slob of silver paint right on her butt which is actually meant to be uh, part of her black pants so she's got this silver paint where it shouldn't be of course you can't see that when it's in the packaging so um, a bit disappointing that I've only sort of noticed that now that I get her out. Um, other than that, the, the paint is really, this is just not that much to talk of. The application is actually not too bad, given how much has been done with silver. I think there was actually uh, the opportunity to have slop here, and that's actually probably the best part of the figure is, is that application. They've got some nice lines where the, the silver or, or the metallic armor pieces meet her black uh, costume underneath her costume. So good job there. Um, her sword has actually been cast in a metallic coloured plastic and then the, the hilt of that uh, sword ha has actually been just sort of painted the red. So even that doesn't actually feature any highlights. So almost nothing has any additional highlights to sort of bring out any definition. There's no washes or anything like that, which, uh, again, you, you probably don't expect much, but, you know, it really would have been nice. Biggest disappointment by far uh, in terms of the, the apps of paint, etc., are, are the tampos on her face. She has one for each eye and then one for her lips. Uh, now, she is of an Asian uh, origin, so she has been portrayed sort of like that with the slimmer eyes. But the way they've applied the tempos, they're probably a little bit too elevated at the, at the outside edges. So her eyes are almost on a 45 degree angle. That's probably a little bit dramatic, but um, they, they look very awkward. And so I'm comparing 
that to the image on the back of the card, which sort of shows, I guess, a bit of a prototype of the figure. And the eyes certainly look a lot better on the back of the, the card than they do on the figure that I'm holding. It really looks like they've kind of missed with those. The other thing I'm disappointed is the way they have applied the lips. They've effectively missed completely. Um, the, the red is actually meant to be a tampo that goes right on her lips. They've actually missed and they put it higher and it's under her nose. So it almost looks like a bit of a weird moustache more than it does lips. Uh, looking on the back at the prototype, you've actually got a really, really nice um, sort of finish, almost like they've painted the skin. Whereas in this particular case, the skin um, for her head is actually cast plastic. Um, so comparing the two, it's actually not even close. It's a, it's a real disappointment because the prototype figure is actually quite cute the way they've done it. It sort of looks like a, you know, 15, 16 year old girl. Um, and what I've got in front of me is some kind of, uh, I don't know, street walking horror story. So yeah, a little bit disappointing in, in that area. All right, moving on, articulation. Don't get excited in this space. That really is um, the, one of the big weaknesses of this line. I think she sports maybe eight points of articulation at the most. So we've got a ball-jointed neck. We've got pin and disc in the shoulders. We have an articulated cut waist. Uh, we've got pin and disc in the hips. And then we have single um, articulation in the knees, and that's it. So we have nothing at the elbows, nothing at the wrists, nothing at the thighs, nothing at the ankles, which is probably my biggest disappointment. It's the thing that I, that's the articulation I seem to get the most out of because it allows the figures to stand. Uh, I can get her to stand, but not particularly well. Um, you know, she, she stands, but I think, you know, if a breeze comes along, she'd probably fall over, which also makes it really hard to do any kind of action scene with her because that lack of articulation in the ankles just makes it really hard to sort of stand her up. All right, moving on, accessories. We get two accessories, and that is the sword, which is a separate piece. It slots into a scabbard on her back, and it goes in quite well. It's nice and snug, so there's no uh, no chance of losing it. She can actually hold it quite well, which is actually really cool. I'm quite pleased with that. The other thing she comes with is her removable face mask. Now, this is kind of the ninja face mask that we're familiar with, which is odd since she doesn't really have a hood or anything. This is a mask that just covers the lower half of her face from her nose down. Uh, it's a tiny, tiny piece of plastic. Uh, I think, you know, Scotty would be at risk of losing his almost immediately. Um, it's actually uh, reasonably well sculpted. It does actually sort of look like it's meant to. It's got a little bit of uh, detail in it. Uh, and it fits onto her face just with sort of pressure. It molds nicely to her face and, and does actually stay there. A little bit of movement and it doesn't come off, which is nice. Uh, I guess the only real issue here is with such a tiny figure, it is a big chunk of plastic. Instead of being sort of quite thin and, and delicate in appearance, it's a big, thick chunk of plastic that goes onto her face and um, looks more like some kind of medieval jousting helm uh, component rather than sort of a, a delicate ninja mask. It is actually really quite thick. Uh, from the front, it's not too bad, but from looking down uh, at the top of her head or looking from the side, it really is quite uh, a big piece of plastic, which is a, a little bit awkward. Awkward. looks a little bit sort of off-putting but I don't know how else they would have achieved it uh, I think personally they should have uh, just left it out and in years to come if anyone picks up this figure secondhand I think you'd be very very hard-pressed for it to come with a, a face mask I'm sure they many are going to get lost between now and then all right so that's it for accessories that wraps up the review for this figure quite disappointing in 
the application of the tempos to that face. Uh, I think a lack of articulation really lets this figure down, particularly at the ankles and even sort of in the wrists. You don't actually get any posing out of that sword, which does actually sit nicely in her hand, but you can't really do much with it. So uh, this isn't my favourite figure in the line by uh, a long shot, which is a real shame because I quite like the character in the show. So look, I think I'm going to sign off uh, this one with maybe a 6 out of 10 Dolly rating. Thanks very much for listening and I shall catch you next time. You can make them fly or jump or crash your wall. Superhero action figures over 7 inches tall. Each sold separately. Superman, Batman, Incredible Hulk. You can make them do their thing. Even make Spider-Man slide down a string. Lots of action for one and all. Action figures over 7 inches tall. These superhero action figures each sold separately. Batman, Superman, Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man each sold separately by Mego. Well, you guys know that I probably showed up for a good reason, and that good reason is I love to be around when Scott does these because I'm kind of jealous that he has a collection of these because I really loved them when they came out, and um, I I haven't taken the plunge yet. So uh, Scott is reviewing another in the bombshell line tonight, but this one's unique. So Scott, tell us about it. So back when the bombshells Aquaman statue was announced – I did say I felt like there was a big missed opportunity by DC Collectibles here uh, to not start a new subline of the bombshell statues uh, focusing on the male characters called bro shells. And I just want to put that out there again, that it's still available, um, and that regardless, I will certainly be calling them bro shells in my own uh, home. Right. Um, so, but the official title of this is the DC Collectibles Aquaman Bombshell Statue. And if you are uh, been living under a rock, first of all, the bombshells um, are based on uh, the pinup art of Aunt Lucia, who does the designs for these, which are then turned into magical 3D uh, sculpted uh, creations by um, uh, various sculptors. And up until um, this point, all of the pieces have been focused on a female character. We have had a couple of pieces that have had a male character uh, in them, Harley Quinn and the Joker, Power Girl and Superman. Um, <clears throat> but Aquaman is the first uh, male character to get a solo bombshell statue. So this is uh, designed by Aunt Lucia, as, as stated. And uh, Jack Matthews is the sculptor for these. Tim Miller was the original sculptor for a lot of these pieces, but they have branched out now to a couple of other uh, sculptors as well. This comes in the standard DC Collectibles uh, statue packaging um, with images of both the piece and also the pinup art uh, that the um, sculpture is based on. And uh, it's... It comes on the standard bombshells base, which is like a big manhole cover um, with the name tag on the front, um, which we normally hate, but we make allowances for this in the um, bombshells line because, A, I suppose they need to do it in order to show the um, uh, the, the pinup art and give Aunt Lucia his proper credit, and B, in, in some cases you might need a little bit of help help to connect the character to the design because these are all in that kind of you know 40s 50s 60s pinup style 
Um, so if we go back to when Aquaman's um, significant other Mira had her bombshell statue, there was a uh, competition um, for, well, not a competition, like a, a poll, I guess, for which of three designs um, would get chosen for her. And one of them had a sailor hat on, or maybe two of them. And one didn't, and John liked the one with the sailor hat, and I liked the one with the other hat, and the one that I liked won. I had no yeah. influence on that, by the way. But yeah. Some but people would. They did a bust. Somebody did a bust, didn't they, of the one with the sailor hat? I want yeah, to say. I don't, that, there's, a, there's a DC collectibles bombshell bust line that I'm not a fan of because they're kind of the weird armless bust and they just don't seem to have any personality. There's another, <laughs> there's another, that's not related to not having arms, but. <laughs> armless people, please don't write it. Oh, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Send all your emails to John at I, T- I haven't I, Yeah, I haven't offended anybody in a while so. Okay, there you go <laughs> I'm kidding I, was gonna, I, I, was gonna I say, love armless people <laughs> I was going to say I know some armless people with very charming personalities So um, The uh, Oh wow, where do we go from there? <laughs> Start off <laughs> with the Aquaman statue, end up insulting armless people, and it all just kind of goes downhill. Um, the there is another company, and uh, the, the name escapes me, but they I'm not sure if they're actually doing a line of bombshell bust, but they've got a Harley Quinn bombshell bust, um, mm. that I keep looking at and going, oh man, I really like that, but I can't collect another line based on a line. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of a a you know toy line. That has, you know, spawned so many different, uh, you know, derivatives. I mean, obviously, when you go back to the '80s and the He-Man's and whatever, there were toy lines that were created to, uh, um, to license and merchandise, etc. Um, but something like the bombshells, you know, as part of a DC licensing thing, you know, has just uh, taken on a life of its own. You know, they've got. Um, comics and action figures and all sorts of um, different, uh, you know, they, they've done a great job of licensing it out. And uh, part of the the way that the universe of the bombshells is expanding, I guess, is by doing some male characters as well. So somehow we got from what I was trying to say about the Mira bombshell to insulting armless people. Um, so I'm going to come back to uh, Mira now. The the sailor hat, which we didn't get on the Mira bombshell, um, but is on the action figure that's coming, kind of bizarrely, um, is here on Aquaman. And his uh, pose is like he's a shirtless, tattooed sailor um, wearing very high-waisted pants um, and standing astride the manhole cover holding his trident. Um, the... Uh, design of this is you know kind of straightforward and yet really cool. It makes total sense for the um, the character and the the bombshells have got this kind of funny little mix of um, you know that that forties fifties sixties sort of reference, but then with some some kind of uh, more modern elements like tattoos and things thrown in. And they've gone the whole hog on the Aquaman 
uh, here because he's bare-chested, but you can hardly tell because he's covered in uh, tattoos. Um, so, first impressions out of the box. Um, I, I was a little bit... Um, I guess I hadn't really paid a lot of attention to the face sculpt of the Aquaman uh, in the solicits because I mean, this was a no-brainer pre-order for me. And it took me a moment to actually get my head around this face sculpt because it is a little bit um, uh, different from just your kind of normal, you know, Aquaman. And I think he's actually got he's, – he's got uh, – a bit of a sharper nose, I think. Um, mm. You know, his eyebrows are quite his his light. His eyes are quite uh, kind of thin. He's got a pretty uh, you know largish mouth, um, but I think it actually really suits the the kind of um, I guess idea of the line in that it's not like a hyper detailed um, face. It's more of a you know he looks kind of like a action figure guy that would have been made in the fifties. Um, does that make sense? You, you know who he kind of looks like to me is John Barrowman. Oh, don't do that. What? It's going to, I just, I can totally That's who he see looks that like to me. Yeah. That doesn't fit with, with different my, color hair. Yeah. True. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love John Barrowman. So it's like, yeah. No, but, but do, do you get what I was trying to say? Like, I yeah. feel like it kind of looks like a a really well, anachronistic 50s action guy kind of face. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, I, I one of the reasons I love this line is I love pinup art and I love, you know, nose art off airplanes. And you look at the, the women that are in that and they're not the aesthetic of what today's women are, you know, when – when people draw them. And, um, I think this is similar, you know, this is the, the, the guy that, you know, if you'd told an artist to draw a face back then for a mm-hmm. heroic character, this is what they would have drew. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think no, it fits that. It, it's actually really clever. Like I said, when I first looked at it, I was like, Oh, I don't know if I like this. And then the more that I looked at it, the more that I thought, actually, I think this really works for the line and the kind of idea of it. Um, sculpting wise, I mean, Jack Matthews has done a fantastic job. Um, the uh, for research purposes only, I did actually um, do a little bit of feeling around to work out that he does have little sculpted nipples, um, uh, because <sighs> I knew that that you would ask, and I didn't feel like I wanted to no, no answer that. I but, really uh, wasn't going to ask that. No, I just thought, only because I thought, oh, that's kind of weird. He's tattooed on, and he's been sculpted like like he doesn't have nipples, and then. I felt, and they are actually there, um, but huh. they're kind of tattooed over. And so, on his behalf, can I just say, "Ow!" ow. Oh yeah, no. No. no, 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 yep. Um, and uh, unlike every Marvel Legends female, whether she's got clothes on or not, he does not have a belly button, um, because it's covered up by the little A, um, symbol on his trousers, which are riding high. Um, the sculpting and drapery on the trousers are fantastic. And he's got the bell bottoms, um, working. Um, so, you know, the, this is like really simple and yet really nicely done. The detail on like the, you know, he, he's not overly muscled, um, but he's got certainly got, you know, some musculature showing. Um, but like d- details on his back in particular, you know, are really, like just really nicely done um, in terms of how the muscles on his back would 
move when he's saluting, etc. I just think it's like super clever. Um, there's a lot of really nice work on the tattoos on this as well, and you know, you've got he's got an Atlantis tattoo, an anchor, a mirror tattoo, and then lots of other um, little things happening. Um, there's a, and then a, there's a there's a fifty two in there. I thought that was clever. Boy, that's worked in. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's a little bit busy for me, I have to say, but I also think it's kind of um probably a bit truer to the tattoos of the time where yeah, they weren't they art desired things. They were more like, hey, slap a fifty two on there, uh, kind of thing. It's all a bit mirror imagey, like seahorses and sharks. Um but then on his shoulder he's got a a squid um, but on his shoulder, Nick has got a squid, which to me is a much more modern. Uh, yeah, the design. way it's coming over the shoulder and on the arm. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I thought. I actually thought it looked kind of cool. Yeah, no, I do think it's cool. I think that it, like design wise, the chest tattoos and that I don't think necessarily gel for me, just in terms of the kind of era of. I mean, and, and I know the tattoos are a big poetic license um, because people, these people in that time, you know, certainly the ladies wouldn't have had them in the way that these do. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think they're all really cool. I just kind of think that the, a little bit more restraint on his tattoos could have been okay. What's on his back left elbow? I can't make that one out. Uh, Yeah. I'm just doing the looking at my turnaround photos. Um, there is a star. Um, there is there, there's a big star, a little star, and then I eh, can't really tell what that is. It's Almost like looks like a fuzzy. sea turtle, but no. Yeah, I'm not no, sure. It's like a little fuzzy bird thing. Yeah. Sorry, I can't really tell. Huh. Um so yeah, look you know, I think that you're either gonna like this or not like it based on that. Um He's holding his trident, which structurally um, this has been put together really nicely because it fits through his arm, and then the um, the base of it is a separate piece. Um, angle-wise, it actually, uh, just in terms of the angle that his left hand is sitting at, it does actually make it hard to get the um, trident to stand up straight. So... When you're, and I don't know if you can really tell from my photos, but it is just a little bit angled, which triggered triggers my OCD, um, and yet doesn't seem to be the case in the um, photo, which could be a little bit of poetic <coughs> license. Um, see what I did there? Um, the but I just thought that was a little bit irritating. Um, the other thing about the trident, which you know you may or may not, which may or may not bother you is that when you if you want to put him together with the mirror statue she's actually got the trident as well mm. so and which you know i i understand obviously why they gave it to her and it would be it's really hard to do an aquaman without the trident um but i just i kind of thought oh i don't know if i'm going to be able to put these next to each other or not because that just kind of <laughs> jars for me it's like wait there's two tridents maybe it's like his backup trident his summer trident right and he's got the winter one or i don't know maybe maybe Um, he's uh you know trying different tridents 
Uh, you know, like shopping, Trident shopping. He's experimenting. Yeah. Fair enough. I got nothing. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> I got nothing. So look, this is really fun. I think you know that you're. I can see obviously the diehard bombshell collectors picking this up. I can see the um, you know diehard Aquaman fans picking this up. Uh, but I don't know that this is going to be a piece that's going to grab the passerby. Um, that, that was actually a question I had for you. So, um, I mean, if you were just going to buy one of these, you think anybody would buy just this one? I don't know. I just, I think that it is definitely something that is going to get, you know, picked up to be part of either a bombshells collection or an Aquaman collection. Um, I can't see people walking past and go, Oh, I really you know, want that on its own just because without a context around it, it's just a bit weird. Um, so, but that's, you know, that I think that shows obviously the strength of this line um, that it can go to that depth. Now, to my knowledge, we haven't had any other um, solo male uh, characters solicited yet, um, but I would think that, you know, we, we can expect to see some, uh, down the line, I think Aquaman lends himself, you know, quite well to this. Um, uh, you know, just, I mean, you got to be happy that he's the first one, right? Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, you know, that was just a. I mean, you know, I'm not a hundred percent completist for every Aquaman thing, but this was because I love bombshells, and if I thing you know was was in, if I wasn't collecting bombshells and wasn't, you know, kicking on them, I don't know if this would be a thing, you know, for me. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I think you know, but I, I think it's great. I'm excited that um, uh, DC Collectibles has gone in this direction. Um, I think it's really interesting, just in terms of DC Collectibles, and you know, and what they do, that they uh, are, have been prepared to kind of experiment with different um, concepts around their brand, which I really like. Like, I think it's that they're prepared to kind of take it and not do like ridiculous things with it, but to have a go and see um, what works. And obviously this is, this explains that, uh, sorry, this justifies that because something like the bombshells that have just taken a, a life of its own, you know, means that it's worth it to kind of do that experimenting and um, uh, see um, that so anyway, um, I think yeah. I have to ask what what did the family say when you unpack this? Uh, I don't know if anyone's actually seen it. Um, uh, I I got a whole bunch of stuff that I've had p- piling up for the last three weeks, um, or so, and I um got it all out on Saturday while people were out doing horsey things, whatever, and photographed it and put it away just so I had it kind of there, you know, on the um on the uh, the camera roll ready to go. So I don't I don't know. I'll have to ask Mrs. Scotty what she thinks when she um, when I next get a chance. I, yeah, I'm just curious because as, as an outsider, I'm kind of wondering what, you know what I mean? Because I look at it and even I can say, oh, that's Aquaman, you know, without a doubt. And I'm, I'm just wondering what somebody outside would say. Well, yeah, see, I don't know. I mean, you know, Mrs. Scotty has no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it's funny I mean, how like people, some people kind of get it, and some people don't don't have context for it. And I, you know, it's just a 
thing. She knows Aquaman's my guy, but I still don't know that she can really pick Aquaman out of a crowd. I, I also have to wonder, you know, I mean, part of the appeal, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a dude and I, I happen to like sexy women and that's why I like the pinup stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, I have to wonder if there's a certain female contingent out there that they're trying to play to with this, that, that would look at this and go, Oh, there's some cheesecake for me finally in this line. I suppose that's totally possible, isn't it? Like it's, and it, cause it is a thing that, um, you know, there, there, there is a huge contingent of female collectors out there. And so if they're appealing to that element as well, good on them. Yeah. I mean, cause really the, you know, the Joker, you're not going to get that kind of appeal from it or the, even the, the Superman, you know, he wasn't that buff heroic looking character. I don't think that the, the statue has. So, no, I, no. I, I well, think they're definitely know, appealing to something different. Be the, he, he was there to be the set piece, really, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, for yeah. Power Girls. So it might be different if they do him on his own. I don't know. Um, but anyway, if you, uh, I'm going to go 9 out of 10 for this guy. I think it's a really solid effort. Um, you know, it's uh, – but probably um, – you know, a bit predictable too. Like, so I don't know that I wouldn't go 10 just in terms of it's not a, well, knock my socks off for what it is. So, yeah. Um, you know, they had kind of been slipping on the paint, but it looks like the paint's real good on this. So I was, I was glad to see that. Uh, one question though, uh, if you had to pick the next one, the next dude, which one would you pick? Green arrow. Oh, yeah. Great choice. Yeah. I love I, that. I've, I did actually give this thought when I was putting him up on the shelf. I thought, you know, who else can they do that they could actually get? Um, you know, I think I could see Hawkman working too, like in terms of the mm. pinuppy kind of um, thing, because you know, I could find it hard to see a bombshells Batman. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like that. Obviously, the further that you have to stretch to get the kind of beefcake element the less believable it's going to be. And wouldn't, wouldn't you love to see a uh, green arrow, black canary, like uh, circus, like arrow shooting, trick shooting thing oh, with absolutely. that would, that would kind of match up with that, that Superman one, Superman power yes. girl one. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. I still, I'm still holding out hope for a, um, Aquaman and Mira one. I thought, you know, that, mm. that was what I thought was the more likely way that we would see Aquaman, in this line. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see how we go. I mean, we're getting an Aquaman and Mira DC designer statue. Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether or not, you know, they trickle over into bombshells as well. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see the, uh, either green arrow on his own or, um, the, the two of them together would be brilliant. Brilliant. Oh. Okay. Well, that's review, and I believe that that is the show for this evening, um, or slash for for you. John. Yeah, <laughs> I know we've been talking for a while, but I don't think it went that long. I think it's still morning for you. Yes, it is. Excellent. Yes, it is. Cool. Well, it is always a pleasure. Thank you very much yes, for it is. spending time with me. Uh, I I appreciate it. I like I said, I I kind of enjoy whenever you do a mom show. I like being around for him because I like to ask questions. So. Yeah, well, that's why I, I'm, I, I'm, it, I'm, this worked out well. I'm living, I'm living vicariously through you. So yeah, I'm used to it. <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> okay, well, great chatting with you, John, and great chatting with you, dear listener. And uh, we shall see you again. Bye. Have your pet spayed or neutered.
Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, the Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening.